Welcome to another episode of DGen Dads Podcast. We are coming at you, not live, but recorded. And today we have a lot of topics to cover, including CoffeeZilla talking about Omi, Vivi. We're going to dive in and dissect what is going on and what we think of it and our takes on that issue. Also, we have Ripple, Twitter, TikTok. Yes, yes, yes. Gang, gang. All right. <laughs> and a bunch of other topics out there. And it's your host here, Kyle Wilson, and host Chris Coffee. What's going on, my man? What are you up to? Not much, man. Just uh, really enjoyed a chill weekend. Like you said, there's a lot of news, a lot of funny and exciting things to talk about during this episode. So just ready to dive in. Let's get it, man. Let's get it. First up, we have obviously the CoffeeZilla and Ecomi issue. VV Vault put out a video kind of talking about it. Um, there's a kind of some things to dissect there, but I want to get your take on that. Mm. First of all, can you give us some background? What's going on there? What's your thoughts on it as well? Yeah, like you said, uh, Vault released a video. Shout out to Vault. Uh, I did a Twitter thread kind of recapping the video, giving a little bit more insight on what I think is going on with the situation. Uh, essentially, what's happening is uh, CoffeeZilla is interested in investigating things around Ecomi. Uh, specifically influencers that might have gotten a token sale for undisclosed for 20% off and then pumped it and dumped on the open market. Most notable influencer that everybody knows has me blocked on Twitter for calling him out on CryptoZoo is Logan Paul. Uh, Logan Paul with his infamous Omi bit during the um, the video uh, uh, during his podcast uh, pumped the token price up pretty insanely. That was around the time of March. Now, granted, there's other things going on at the time, like Andre Jick making his first video on Omi and just all around people learning about it. Uh, but with that being said, if it is true and Logan got a huge discount on Omi, let that clip come out, pump the market, and then sold into that pressure, it's kind of a no-no. And uh, as you know, with uh, the whole CoffeeZilla and Logan Paul, there's a rivalry there, and it does look like CoffeeZilla is trying to find angles on Logan. Uh, so I definitely think that like about sums up like what he's directly looking into. Uh, and there are some other pretty big, notable influencers uh, that could be involved uh, that could come to light during this as well. When you say other big influencers, do you mean in the VB community or just like actually big influencers, like kind of like Logan's uh, kind of caliber? Uh, yeah, I think both. Uh, I think there's some, like, I wouldn't say Logan's caliber, but some very notable figures um, that that could have. There's one guy, I actually didn't recognize him as much. Uh, I don't feel like looking him up, um, but he's pretty big, and he was pumping the token a lot with videos at the very beginning. I definitely think he, he sold into that March pump after undisclosed discount token discounts. Um, and uh, there's some others I don't want to throw their name under the bus uh, that I think could have had separate wallets that we could find um and as far as like influencers in the community um i'm not pointing fingers at anybody but i wouldn't be surprised i think the main problem is the the undisclosed pumping the market uh then dumping your discounted tokens while it's pumping yeah absolutely and you know it, it's always one of those things where you talk about a token and it gets weird like right off the bat because again like either if you don't disclose like you know that you own that token or you're just telling other people to buy and you know that's kind of financial advice like you shouldn't be telling people to buy in the first place you should at least have an educated well-rounded um take on it in my opinion and just say like you know have your disclosures out there it's really important to disclose and even go the extra mile and say it's not financial advice right so i think a lot of influencers out there probably should take lessons from this as well i think is just 
stay away from all that. You know, if you can, if you are talking about token, you do run a crypto channel, it's always important to disclose. Those are kind of like the, the obvious ones out there, but uh, as this develops, we'll continue to watch it and kind of cover it uh, again. I'm kind of on with the Chris on this one and uh, biscuits had a good thread. And I agree with that kind of sentiment that, you know, if it's it, obviously from vaults video, it doesn't show anything that it's going after. He's going after the team at all. It's more just like, like what you said is it's possibly allegedly Logan Paul. And uh, that's probably the the kind of summation of everything going on and that could actually be a benefit um in terms of publicity for uh the project or vv and ecomi so we'll we'll kind of see we'll we'll see what happens and uh go from there and if it does implicate some vv influencers we'll have to hopefully i mean hopefully it doesn't but uh we'll, we'll kind of see as this uh case develops if you will but uh ripple speaking of cases man the huge huge win for for ripple and uh, what's going on over there and how the implications for crypto and NFTs, you know, what's your thoughts on, on what's going on with Ripple? Um, yeah. Give us a little bit of background, what happened with Ripple and what your thoughts are on that. Yeah. Essentially Ripple like had a, a huge, a huge moment for the case where they essentially won uh, the fight against the SEC that they've been having for all these years. I think there's like a couple more things to still unravel, but basically, like it's a W at this point. Uh, as you can tell by the price reflected on XRP, it actually went up ninety percent from that. Uh, I think it's a a big win uh, just for all of crypto across the board, and uh, it's not like severely like reflecting that right now in the markets, but just kind of the uh, kind of giving investors and crypto like a somewhat of a safety net uh from like over regulation um and yeah i'm, I'm excited to see that ripple kind of had that effect the, the ripple effect yeah yeah so this is like you know i think it was just a summary judgment but it's still good to see that the judge rule in that favor of ripple now it is early and there's still a lot of things that could happen i think people are saying that they could appeal uh and so a lot of things still need to happen but it's a small win for for crypto and NFTs in general, um, just because you know a lot of NFT platforms and Web3 gaming platforms are using either tokens or plan to have some kind of token raise, or you know just in general they're used they have tokens involved in their project. And for NFT projects, I think long run that's important. And it's like a yeah. small little injection of of a little bit of opium into the into the space that that I think was very much needed. You know, of course, we have BlackRock talking about the Bitcoin ETF, which is also equally as exciting as well, or really more exciting, to be honest. But uh, it's good to see. Well, it's kind of good. We need regulation and we need traditional finance getting into into the space. But um, yeah, and that's my like at the end of the day, I don't really keep up with Ripple case closely. I just obviously saw all the news that you all saw, but I know it was just overall a good week uh, for the space, especially with that case, uh, as you mentioned, with like BlackRock filing for the uh, Bitcoin spot and a couple of other notable billion dollar, multi billion dollar companies, uh, as well as like you saw all the the Google Play is now allowing. Uh, developers to be able to integrate tokens or nfts into their apps uh that's a huge win in my opinion uh that also just kind of got trajectory going in the right direction uh for google play kind of finally being on board with this yeah absolutely and that added a lot of good news especially for web3 games as well that are looking to launch on mobile 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 games are just absolutely crushing in irl just games i mean games in general on mobile not web3 games yet but 
uh, mobile games. Mobile games just take a huge market share of the entire world of gaming in general. So that policy, I think, will have significant um, impact on on the space. And of course, NFTs as a whole too, because now apps and things like that can launch, you know, without kind of getting blocked, if you will. And I think it's kind of an arms race at this point for Google Play, Apple. Maybe we look at, start looking at Samsung and what they plan to do. We know, we already know Samsung Korea yeah. based. They that Korean general is just really excited about Web three. So yeah, I remember um, joining the Samsung Discord for Web three. Like, it feels like a year ago now, uh, and I don't think anything really came of it. But I know they've been eyeing the space for a while. Nike kind of did the same thing though. Like Dot Swoosh dropped like almost last year around this time. Like the like teasers and like what it's going to be, but they didn't actually start doing things until like maybe 10 months later uh so I, I kind of expect to see the same from uh samsung and with the google play thing i've always viewed uh web3 money makers gaming like these tokens that are really going to 10x 50x whatever uh tokens and games to be these like microtransaction based games i'm a big fan of clash of clans i've played for like almost probably around like 10 years uh lots of microtransactions i've spent a lot of money on that game i see how the uh web3 could be integrated and i see how like you could actually power to the player of being able to actually farm these assets that they sell um so i think these like in-app based uh token games is really where it's at for a lot for now for a lot of web3 uh and i know i saw your post we can actually transition to this uh with like a dead drop like obviously a lot bigger studios and, and bigger style games also integrating into the same style uh, I just think as far as Google Play goes, that's a big win too. And then more uh, indie creators are able to kind of create their own games and possibly have more success that way. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, what what you said about my post is basically, you know, we're looking at some massive, you know, streamers that are huge on YouTube. And I think they've all transitioned from Twitch back to YouTube and they stream there like Dr. Disrespect, Dr. Lupo, Tim the Tatman. Tim the Tatman did a big video on Dead Drop, which is a Web3 game. And so far, I mean, it's only a couple days old and it's got over 300,000 views. Dr. Disrespect has streamed the game. Dr. Lupo has streamed the game and even cross-posted it to Twitter. Um, and what I'm seeing in just on crypto Twitter or Web3 gaming Twitter, just not a lot, not a lot of coverage of this, of, of the macro situation. And what I've been saying for years, and Chris, you know this because we've talked a lot about it on the podcast, is this in general, how pop culture works with streaming and why that's important to capture that. We talked about it in the previous year or previous you know podcast about, you know, Basie doing their Dookie Dash and how Mongol was was like all over that. And kind of monitoring the macro of what streamers and gamers are doing in general. I think that's important. A lot of people aren't covering that. They're not covering uh, what's going on in the macro. And I think that's important. We talked about Only Up, which was had the goblin yeah. kind of just picture. But Dead Drop is going to be a full-on Web3 game. And, but, and it's already getting massive attention. And nobody's talking about it. That's, I mean, that's kind of yeah. like the summation of the Web3 space. Kind of what's wrong with it right now is like we, we always... Like there's too much complaining and not enough like positivity in the space. No, I, I completely agree. And I think one of the biggest ways to onboard more people into like the Web3 mindset is to get these already huge influencers like Tim the Tapman and Dr. Disrespect and some others like playing the games, having fun and then showing people that you can have fun and then kind of showing the importance of it instead of it all being about money at the beginning. Uh, and then their fan bases. Because, you know, the thing is, for the gaming world, something I've been a part of for way too long, 
uh, it's it's so meta based. You know, everybody's using this gun, so I'm going to use this gun and talk about why it's good. Everybody's using this skin, so I'm going to talk about the skin. So right now, it's everybody hates NFTs, so I'm going to hate NFTs, the term and like everything about it. But once these bigger uh, influencers and these bigger streamers start playing these games, people see that it's fun. It's going to become less and less meta to hate NFTs and digital assets, and you'll still have people in the comments like saying it's a scam or saying it's trash or whatever. But those people will get less and less to the point to where they're the minority now. And I, that's how I see mass adoption happening for Web3 Gaming. Yeah, and it's a shame. Well, not all Web3 Gaming influencers and two like, are, are just kind of being negative. But I do see uh, just a small handful of them just always complaining, like why Web3 games are awful, why get, game th- Web3 game devs like suck, and they need to do this, they need to do that. I'm like, it, you do it and see how much like resources it takes you to build a game. It takes a lot, and luckily, Dr. Disrespect has a lot of experience in Web3 Gaming, and now he has, obviously, his own studio and has onboarded some, you know, absolute killers in his studio. So, I, I, I don't know. I just, to me, I just don't like to see all the complaining about Web3 Games when it takes a lot of money and a lot of resources and just tireless hours just working on things, and it's just a shame to see, like, some of these top guys, you know, just complain all the time. And it's like, man, there's dead drop like cover that like that's super positive you can clearly see it's garnering a lot of attention with uh mainstream streamers and gamers so uh anyways i just feel like there's like kind of a ball dropped there not to say that the whole space is kind of like that but just just a few bad apples i guess in the bunch you need to drop some alpha here real quick uh so i'll give a quick backstory so dead drop has a genesis nft uh that me and kyle booth like got for 50 bucks uh because like we minted it it was kind of a weird process like a year ago a year and a half ago uh i sold mine like directly before the massive pump pump because it didn't do anything dr disrespect never talked about it um i was just like well i guess they abandoned it and it had a minor pump from like point oh something to like point like oh three yeah point oh three to like point three or something like that and i was yeah, like oh, it was, I, yeah. I, so I, I sold the top of that pump and i was like oh yeah i feel so good like i paid 50 bucks sold for like 300 something uh and then like a week later dr spet disrespect finally t- starts talking about it and it goes to like point eight or something yeah, like it was that like, it was point eight um, yeah <laughs> and and then since then it's dropped a lot um so i'm actually thinking about buying back in just because i'm really seeing the vision now and like kyle said it's like it's getting a lot of attention but not really from the web3 community so there's not a lot of like hype behind it so in my opinion that's a good good chance for me to buy in now this i'm saying this one not financial advice two not even strictly financial incentive because this is one of those things i wouldn't mind just being a part of and not really care about flipping now of course like if it's like like big money we're talking about then yeah i'll probably let go of it but like i would be okay spending a couple hundred bucks on this nft and just getting the experience of these uh game game plays these passes these access these streaming because that's what i do so it makes sense for me to pay for that but all that being said uh you've been keeping up more than me because you have the nft like what is the type of utility like you guys just got a snapshot of something what'd you get for that and why is it important to have this nft yeah so for you're asking me yes uh so yeah like the founders nft gets you access to play the alpha so while the game's being developed you get a real in-depth look for a gamer that's really exciting especially from a big content creator like Dr. Disrespect, who's super well-respected in the gaming community um, and literally pulls in 20 to 30,000 people per stream like every day while he's streaming. 
um, and he's helped you know basically make maps in gaming and all of this cool stuff. So he has a real uh, experience in building you know shooters, and so he's building one himself, of course. And the NFT allows you to partake in his game inside. So I speculate like a lot of these. Um, I have a feeling that they're monitoring the gaming activity and what you collect in the game. And maybe at the end of the alpha and everything like that, they'll kind of have um, all the things you've collected in the game. They actually have digital collectibles already in the game, comics. And so you can actually go in the game, collect these spray paint cans to customize your car. You can collect these comics. And I don't know, I'm just kind of speculating if you collect all the comics in each like snapshot, that there may be some kind of reward at the end. But mm-hmm. that's just complete speculation there. But um, you do get to at least at a minimum partake in the very early alpha stages and play the game, get good at it. Because there will come a time when this game is fully launched and there's Web3 collectibles in the game and those skins are going to be worth a lot of money and by then hopefully you'll have played the game gotten good at it and have a good understanding moving forward and i truly believe this will be like a um you know transcend tarkov and be kind of in the middle of tarkov and csgo and the skins will in the future probably be significant in value can you already move those assets to your DeFi wallet or is that something that's like like you kind of hold it in a vault and later you'll be able to transfer it to a wallet or how's that work? Cause uh, I, so the, I, I played the last dead drop and I was a little confused on how inventory worked. So the inventory in game is different right now, but out of game, how they onboarded you is super crazy. It's so simple. It's the best onboarding I've literally experienced. You just create a, you create an account. They already create a wallet for you, but you can choose to connect like your MetaMask wallet and you can actually send mm-hmm. your NFT outside of their kind of custody wallet. And it's not, and they just don't, they don't gate it. So you have the choice to pull your NFT out, put it on your MetaMask and still have that connected to your account. Um, and that's what I assume how their in-game items will work. And, but yeah, for now, like it's just a web two game and it's just an alpha for that, you know, okay. for it. And so you won't be able to pull anything out because it's not, there's no NFT or blockchain integrated just yet. But you do see like your inventory, like how the game actually works is you go into the map, you play it, you can escape what's called extraction and you get to take all your loot with you. And, but if you die, you lose all your loot in the bag and somebody can yeah. come loot your dead body. And that's kind of how it works. It's called a looter shooter. Got you. Got you. Yeah. Like I said, I played, played a couple times and I or really extraction enjoyed it. Shooter. Yeah. So, so you can also, if you want to, I don't know how it is this alpha, but like if you wanted to play the last game, you could actually, there's a limited amount of keys. If you didn't have the Genesis NFT and you could buy one of those keys. So that's what I did last time. Cause I sold my asset already. So I paid $25 for a key and I played it a decent amount. Yeah, so that's that's also good too. It's like it was literally like what Chris like 20 25 bucks to get that key. Um so it's like they're still slowly onboarding people for their alpha. People are excited about it and the alpha key like sold out. So sure. it just kind of goes to show you I love how they're rolling everything out. They're not making the the founder NFTs, they were just released, right? They want beta testers in there. Then you had the alpha, which was just the alpha key which was or the tower key. And that helped bring on more gamers at a super affordable price of 20 to 25 bucks. So I just love everything they're doing. And uh, yeah, it's one of my favorite Web3 games out there. Before moving on to the next topic, I think we should pause it right here and say, if you would like to see us like stream this game, leave a comment down below. Perhaps we can stream on this platform or another platform, but just to kind of see if there's any interest there to see gameplay and kind of have a more casual viewing experience of like, 
you know, us kicking it and playing Web3 web games. So if you want to see that, because there's not much of that, leave a comment down below. But on to the next topic, Kyle. Yeah, yeah. So let's move on. To, uh, like, do you, There's a couple of topics here. Is We have, yes, 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 gang gang. Lady. Oh, God, <laughs> we also have Twitter monetization. Did we already talk about let, Twitter? Let, no, we have, let's talk about Twitter because that's way more important. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> we can talk about the uh, other, other oh. non- nonsense later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So Twitter monetization rolled out. Uh, Chris, I think you made some good threads on this one, even did a video about it. You're like on top of this, man. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of the summation of it is Twitter rolled out monetization for right now. A couple people, uh, you know, select people, but they probably will just continue to roll this out to more and more people until they have a fleshed out program. Chris, what's going on here? What's your thoughts on this? Give us a little 411 about it. What's going on? You, well, you're, have, you're all over this, man. I have so many thoughts on this. I'll try, I'll try to sum it up. So what you need is you need 5 billion impressions a month for three months straight in order to qualify for monetization. To give you an idea, I, I mean, myself as an example, like I'm on Twitter a lot. I have almost 11,000 followers. I get decent engagement and my average is like 1 million impressions per month. So I'd need five times more than that. To give you a stronger idea, the founder of one of the companies I work for has one of the largest Twitter spaces and all of NFT Twitter. He gets extreme engagement because we have a project coming out. And he also just, ex- he was one of the first uh, Ordinals adopters, really outspoken. It's Trevor, T.O. Um, he has 90,000 followers on Twitter. You see his account and you're just like, man, that guy like can tweet like hi and like 100 people will reply. And he didn't get it. Like, you know, because like, I don't think you guys realize how much 5 million impressions is for three months straight. You need 166,000. 666, yes, a lot of sixes, impressions per day, every day for three months straight, 166,000. And I'm not even sure if there's parameters on that, like being a reply guy or whatever, because a lot of people are like, and, and I agree with this, like one of the easiest way to get impressions is to be a reply guy to big accounts. But even that, you need one of these to probably get over 140,000 impressions, you know, every single day. Uh, for, for three months, it's yeah. just, it's, it's unachievable for most people. So, so the thing is we saw, again, I've been all over this. We saw 3.5% Twitter increase active users since the announcement, but that's not, that's not going to sustain. I, it's absolutely not going to sustain. What's happening is people don't realize that they're not going to hit that 5 million mark for three months straight. Once they don't hit it, they're going to no longer be as active and they're going to be burnt out trying on top of that. You have reduced quality of content. You see a lot more copy pasta, even though Elon already said that doesn't count. You see a lot more like people just like trying to get impressions. Like I don't care what you tweet. It's your Twitter, but you can just tell when people like don't care anymore. They're just throwing stuff out there just to throw it out there and I hope to get some impressions. So I think overall, like we're going to see a short term pump in Twitter from the announcement of monetization. People made a lot of money. One one guy, uh, Shibatoshi or whatever, literally posts memes, and he made $37,000 in three months for posting memes, um, which is crazy. Mr. Beast, he's a much bigger influence, one of the biggest influencers in the world, if not the biggest. But with that being said, well, one of. But with that being said, Mr. Beast doesn't use Twitter that much. Like He literally just tweets maybe once a day, if that, and he made like around $37,000 you know, in three months. So people got paid so other people are trying to get paid and they're just not going to so it's not gonna be sustainable three five million is way too much there also needs to be different standards for video content versus like normal content there should be uh different there should they need to really rethink the entire model uh but i think they're doing it intentionally to temporarily boost growth 
temporarily make people FOMO into Twitter Blue because you need to be a Twitter Blue subscriber in order to qualify. So they're going to get a lot more people and then temporarily get people to try their hearts out to get the 5 million, knowing that they're not going to get it. Yeah, so that's a great summary there. And that's definitely, I, I think that's kind of the beginning stages for sure too. And what I kind of think about it is, I think Elon here is using a kind of scalpel, if you will. Like he's surgically going after the top content creators on not only Twitter, but he's also targeting just content creators at like a super high caliber to begin with. Like obviously he wants the Mr. Beast. He wants like the top creators literally in the world coming to Twitter to make money. They, they see that. They're like, oh man, Twitter just dropped some, some cash, like significant cash on these content creators. I should be posting to Twitter too. And I, I think what he's doing is more surgical currently. Um, and instead of kind of just shotgun blasting like money at everybody, that would probably be like super ineffective. Um, now it works for YouTube. It works for like all these other platforms because they're so large at scale and already have like fully developed like all these programs and things like that. I mean, they're juggernauts, right? Like the TikToks, the YouTubes and things like that. Um, so I think Elon is just like surgically strategically going after like the top content creators and i i do think that eventually they will get to the kind of shotgun approach but um this is just like to me the beginning stages of what could be um and i i do think that they'll refine this hopefully otherwise like you said i i do believe it'll die down um especially if it's been like a year there's no updates on this monetization but um this is like he he kind of delivered on what he said like he he said he was going to roll it out he said he was going to like start paying content creators. So um, I don't know. I'm kind of like smoking the hopium <laughs> a little bit um, and we'll kind of see. I, I just think he's being strategical, strategic about it. And uh, and that's kind of like for me what, I, what I'm looking at in terms of the macro of what's going on there. No, yeah, I think that's a really good like positive outlook on the way that I worded it is that he's basically like starting from the top down to like reward yeah. like the, the top creators. It's just unfortunately with Twit for Twitter, the way that it's designed, these aren't necessarily the top creators. These are the top like most active or most engaged or most most favored. You know, like YouTube, you think of top creators, you think of like people really like making production or entertainment or, you know, like really just like crushing it with content. When I think of Twitter, I think of who like memes the best, or which is is a form of content creation, or like who like posts the most or replies the most or says the stupidest stuff, which is fine. It's just a different culture. Um, but it's not really like rewarded toward, I, I still, even though I agree with you, it's like a top down approach. I still think it should be like, again, I think there should be tweets and I think there should be video monetization. I think if we uploaded this podcast to Twitter consistently every single week and it gets a couple thousand views, I don't think that should be like a, I don't think that should be 0.1% of what we need in order to get monetized for three months. You know, like what's the point of even posting videos, even the best creators for the most part could post these like really awesome videos and will retain people on the platform for longer. Retention is monetization in all social media. So we could keep people on the platform longer, hypothetically, but rewarded less than a meme that people see for two seconds and log off the app. So, you know, I, I definitely feel like that should be scaled differently. I think there should be long form content, should have certain parameters, short form content should have certain parameters, and then tweets should have certain parameters. They should all be different layers of monetization. Would you agree with that or disagree? 
You know what I definitely like just totally disagree and agree with is what I really agree with is subscribing to the DJ Dads <laughs> podcast to help support our content across the web. If you're enjoying this, whatever platform you're on right now, please consider throwing a like if you're enjoying the content. And yeah, so let's <laughs> so I, I hope you like that little shill there. But Ayo. um no, yeah, I, I think there's a lot that needs to be done. I, I think they'll have to flesh that out. And I, to me, it's like just in general, Twitter has become just an experimental platform for Elon to like just yeah. see what works. And I think they'll continue with that. Um, of course, yeah, their their plat their monetization program right now it obviously sucks compared to YouTube um, right now. But I think over time, what he'll try to do is keep driving people to Twitter Blue, try to get advertisers back on the board, promote the apples, you know, putting out little little videos, and slowly bring back advertisers after they show that like oh like elon shows like this is how many people we have engaged and paying on twitter and this is what like you could do if you're an advertiser so there, there um, should be there should be here's some amazing here's some ideas for elon there should be ad breaks and videos optional people are going to hate me for saying this but i mean it, it it will boost the quality of content you see on twitter uh even though there's ad breaks for non-twitter blue subscribers and there should be some type of ad break for Twitter spaces. And I'm not even like, other than like helping run Twitter spaces. Like I don't even have my own, but I think like, just like a, Hey, quick, quick ad break to blah, 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 have like a very quick segment and then go back to it. Um, and then those should be completely separate than like the whole ads underneath your tweets. Uh, and that, that's, that's an easy way to do it. Yeah. And that's kind of the YouTube model, you know, if in a perfect world, every platform should be like YouTube, or yeah. similar to, you know, obviously like customize it to your own platform, but YouTube is just killing it, man. I mean, the, they've even lowered the barrier to get monetized. You know, all you need is, what is it, like 500 or 1,000 subscribers now? Like it's like super low. Yeah, you need 500 subscribers and you need 3,000 watch hours. Which is like before it was 1,000 and 4,000 watch hours. Yep. So again, like YouTube is really democratizing this whole monetization program for their app and their platform and so it'll be interesting to see how elon can really compete against that uh youtube's not going to sit on their hands and just watch other platforms like innovate like the threads and the twitter so it's going to be interesting moving forward uh again but youtube and twitter are my my two favorite platforms so same uh, same well, hey give me an idea uh here's some insight that i've never given i got this uh bracelet uh last week i don't know if you saw it but i got it soldered on my wrist it's gold i can't uh, so i can't take it off without breaking it um but i uploaded that uh the process which is like super i literally got my mom to record me like getting it soldered on and i uploaded it as a youtube short it got like six thousand views almost and i got like 30 cents from that video you know and and to me that just makes me feel good like it's not like oh 30 cents is going to change my life and it's not like i'm doing that video to make 30 cents but it's like well, that's cool you know that's that's a very basic thing that i uploaded and people liked it apparently and i got rewarded for it and, and that's how I, I again like that would be my hope for twitter i don't i don't unless like we blow up at, at to some degree i don't expect to make a living off of twitter but it would be nice to get like a cookie for your <laughs> for for your efforts right. uh and, that, and that, that, that's kind of how i feel about it <laughs> yeah and as like as dads and parents and parents out there watching and listening we call that diaper money, baby. And that's what we, we use. We, we call that diaper money. But my kids are a little bit older, so it's more like their shoe money. Because obviously, if you're a parent, you know that your kids grow out of their clothes and shoes shoe very money. rapidly. Yeah. Oh, the Crocs. 
And so you're always <laughs> having to buy is. new shoes, new clothes, because they just grow out of them and you got to get them new clothes. So like every like penny counts when you're a parent, um, it, you know, in the beginning days of content creation. So another reason to subscribe to the channel hey, and join the content. Um, yeah, so that it's been a crazy week for sure in, in terms of all this. Um, you know, even WB, they're still moving forward with the NFT space. We're seeing them do the flash, you know, the movie web three movie experience. Um, it, it seems similar to what they did with Superman already. And even Lord of the Rings, I think it's the same. I think Warner manages all those, um, mm-hmm. IPs. So, um, what's your thoughts on that? Is it, you know, anything wildly different here or. No, I think it's gonna be more of the same, you know. Same, I think yeah. I, I think it's cool stuff, but it's just not really my cup of tea. But I do feel like that's an interesting segue to the hottest AI topic of the week. Uh, this has been going on for a while, but essentially Hollywood is going on strike, uh, and that's because they are trying to pass to where uh, actors can show up for one day get paid and then they're able to use their likeness for the rest of their life this is this sounds a lot like the first episode of the new season of black mirror but this is real life and apparently even deadpool 3 got delayed because of this what do you think about that kyle yeah this has huge implications um across the board so what i mean by that is just like how is this going to affect hollywood and entertainment forever and and it could right because if hollywood kind of wins in this scenario then actors maybe not be as relevant anymore and even then it may democratize what actors like how they even perform for acting forever because it's like oh i i gear up i i get myself in the zone i do i take all these acting classes instead actors are going to be like prepping just for one showing if they if hollywood kind of wins in this scenario and like it should instead of like these brilliant performances, it's just going to be like this weird like one off like yeah I'm a I'm a super like I'm a a superhero actor, but then they know that the rest of the thing's going to be CGI. Um, there's just a lot of implications here. Even if they do lose, like Hollywood, like in general loses to the actors, that still like opens the door forever for this type of content to be consumed like in a general basis, which still democratizes and the barrier to entry to create movies and entertainment. So to me, this is just wild. It just opens the door for so many different things that like are just so uh, unforeseen for Bro, the it, foreseeable it, future. It's, it's actually insane um, because this is just like that. The newest episode of black mirror. Can I, it's been like a month. Can I go ahead and say what happens? Yeah, I I haven't watched it, and and, uh, yeah, so you can go ahead and say. Spoiler to those who are watching, just fast forward this bit if you haven't watched. So they make, they use the digital likeness of an actor just like this, and then they hook it up, the AI, to a quantum computer, and it literally is a constant video stream of her life um, generated by AI based off of her being awful because people being people are attracted to negative stuff they're they're attracted to things being awful they're attracted to people fighting they're attracted to uh, people being mean in politics whatever like people are attracted to more bad things than they're good so it's a constant generation of her life but showing her as an awful person that's constantly streamed on netflix what they call streamberry and literally every single day there's a new episode of her doing awful things uh, but it gets kind of wild, too, because they're using her digital likeness. She's already signed off to it. Well, then, like, the AI starts doing, like, all you know, it, it's portraying her in this awful light. 
it might be doing things that she doesn't agree with, but she signed a contract, you know, like, I don't know, maybe you're a huge fan of Todd McFarlane. You never want to disrespect Todd, but you signed off your digital likeness. And in one of the episodes, you just rip a Todd McFarlane statue in half, you know, but you really didn't want that to happen, but you've already signed off on it. And, but your imagination can go with that. It could get really bad and really crazy of like, well, what extremes are they going to do with my digital likeness? And what did I sign off, off on? Even if like, I read the terms and conditions, I don't know. That's very dystopian thinking, but like I could see that even being minor things, you know, like some people don't like it. I, maybe this could all be included in the contract, but when I'm thinking about a contract, like how are you going to think of every possibility of what you wouldn't want? Like, let's say you don't want like certain religions don't eat pork, like, and then you're eating pork in a movie, you know, or something like that. Like, how are you going to know? Uh, or like, uh, like give all those details of every single thing you don't want to be portrayed as. Uh, so I, I think that's a very like thin line of, well, what are they going to do with my digital likeness? Cause we're just assuming they're going to do like movies like, like when you think of movies, you think of general, like, oh, entertainment or whatever. But are you thinking about like what they're going to be doing in the movies? Maybe you don't, maybe you don't uh, cuss and maybe your digital likeness has a cuss word and then it reflects on you representing yourself as somebody who doesn't want to cut whatever it is. You know, I can definitely see that kind of getting weird. Yeah, it's like they did. And there's like what a, a screenwriter, you know, there was a strike for that. Now the actor. And I think we've seen like there was kind of some previews that this was going to happen even with the Flash movie, uh, I guess like the guy that played in the show as like a young Flash, like the old school Golden Age Flash, like he played as that guy. They like basically put him in the movie as just like the CGI guy. And he even tweeted, it was like a gentle tweet. Obviously, he wants, still wants to work for DC. He still he loves Flash, obviously. And he just was like, I don't remember. He's like, I I i'm tired like i'm a dad like I'm, I'm raising two kids i slept you know i i don't know if i've gotten enough sleep but i don't remember filming for this and so dc is already like using like these cgi created characters which are obviously probably using like ai and acceleration because that's how gpus work and graphic acceleration to begin with uh but yeah like it, it just that's just a small instance and he was kind of already like making a little stink out of it like this is at scale like that that's yeah. probably why these actors are probably like whoa 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 hold the phone here this is our entire careers and i'm kind of against that like i i don't i don't want to see entire actors replaced um i i think it's appropriate for certain use cases maybe for stunts maybe for you know little bullet time you know where they're doing a back like a, a you yeah. know bullet time or something like that otherwise like some of these actors are just so brilliant the christian bales the you know, and, and many other actors out there. So, yeah, I mean, even for like stunts and stuff, though, that like eliminates jobs for like stunt actors, you know. Uh, and I was even thinking, like, well, maybe if they like agree to it, like, let's say Hugh Jackman, he's just ready to retire, man. Like, he's he's tired, he's made it, he's made his money, he's just done. Maybe he can be like, uh, sure, just write me a couple million dollar check, use or, or just give me royalties off of every movie. Give me royalties off of every movie you make with my digital likeness, and I'm I'll, I'll basically retire. You know, like maybe that would would be okay. But then you think about it, and it's like, well, that might be taking the role away from somebody else who would have loved to. Like, all right, so maybe yes. the next maybe the next Wolverine movie has OG Hugh Jackman in it, and that could have went to an up and coming actor. You know, there's no more Robert Pattinson being yeah. the new the new Batman. It's just Robert Pattinson now for the rest of forever. Yeah. <laughs> but, and if even for like, let's take it further than that. That's a good point. 
Because what if Hugh Jackman dies, but the studio continues to make a young Hugh Jackman that's like ripped out of his mind for like forever? Because yeah. that like he is the Wolverine. Like people in their minds are like, that is the Wolverine. That's the like he just killed it so much that that's Wolverine. And that will always be Wolverine. Um, but it there there could be cool circumstances where you do have the DCEU or whatever in the Marvel uh MCU. So it or whatever, whatever it's called. ECU, I don't know, there's so many U's. It but is you MCU. A, MCU, okay. Yeah. So my mind is just yeah, taken over by the AI. So I just don't know what I'm saying anymore. This but entire get, episode is actually generated by AI. Chris and Kyle are on vacation right now at the beach. So yeah. <laughs> But don't forget to subscribe. We're actually quantum computers of Chris and Kyle. And yeah, we're just talking mad trash on every platform. But no, um, yeah, so that's like the thing to think about too is like maybe these multiverse type of formats are good because maybe they could use AI like as the default like OG and then the rest of them are just kind of like, you know, the actual actors and things like I don't know. It's just there's so much to think about. Like I can't even wrap my head around it right now. There's a lot to think about. Dude, we should actually like break an episode one day like be halfway through the episode and just be like none of this is real and then like show us like live footage like at the beach but but the whole thing was the whole thing was also alive just like really like blow people's minds dude do you know what else (laughs) you know what else is crazy what subscribing to the (laughs) podcast if you're enjoying this content please throw us a like to throw us free support because that's all it takes and we're trying to break through the youtube algorithm also be sure to share this if you really like it you really really enjoy it share with your friend family and all that stuff if you're enjoying the content it's free (laughs) yeah it reminds me of a sword art online a little bit i don't know if you ever watched that it's a pretty popular anime but basically halfway through the seat they're like in this metaverse type thing and like halfway through the season, like reality breaks and it's like almost becomes like an entirely different show. I don't know, man. It's just weird that like reality is almost on par with like anime and Black Mirror right now because of the progression of AI. And speaking of reality being at a weird spot, you want to talk about that gang gang? Yes, yes, yes. Bull crap. Maybe. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Uh, mm, ice but... cream. Um, <laughs> yeah, so... That's what's crazy too is, yeah, with the rise of social media, it, that only compounds on itself with, you know, tools, resources. Even now we have AI and the interesting things you can do that with that. In they're integrating it into obviously their apps and platforms as well uh, for many things, algorithms, um, you know, whatever engagement. But yeah, we're seeing on TikTok a trend where these like streamers dress up and put on makeup or whatever. Um, and it's like this whole theme and people send in donations and based on like the sticker, it's like sticker donations. So based on that, they react a certain way. So like, if it's like a, a balloon uh, sticker that, that you donated, then this lady goes in and pops them. She's like, you know, Ooh, balloons and pops them. Well, she's making like, what is it? A hundred to $200,000 a month. Yeah, per month, just reacting. She doesn't even say anything hardly. And um, there's a clip of her I want to pull up, though, because a lot of people um, don't know what it is, or either you do know what it is or you don't. And if you do know what you know she is or what she does, then you probably judged her to some degree. And we'll, we'll cover and talk about that as well in just a second. But let me go ahead and it pulled this up and if you're not on our youtube channel um dj dad's podcast you can pull it up there uh later if you're 
you know listening to this on like Spotify or wherever. Uh, so let me play this video. Mm, ice cream so good. Mm, ice cream can you so hear that? Good. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yes, I can yes, hear yes. it. Ooh, yes, 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 yes. Take you Blake, take you Jace, gang, gang. Take you George, take you I don't know. Take you Tay, take you I am. Ooh. Yes, 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 gang, gang. Yes, 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 gang, gang. Yes, yes, yes. And that's all she does. Literally, like I don't know how long she streams, so I haven't like gone Wait, in bro. there. Before, before we we move on, you gotta you gotta see what I shared last night, like on um, uh, the, a guy version of this. It's worse. Oh, I yeah, I've seen those. I, oh, I you gotta share this. it, bro. You gotta share it. It's super I, important. I may have to spare our. I'll, I'll show it after this because this is kind of like this okay. whole segment. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that is one of them. Let me see if I can pull up another stream, just a little bit longer of one. She just literally, cause she obviously does this like full time. So ice cream so good. Ooh, ooh, yes, 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 fire. Yes, 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 strong woman, grab, yes, strong woman. Oh, thank you, Chris. I love you. Love you. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that, was like Chris. that was me yeah. actually i was in the chat <laughs> all right so you you got a picture of that and a lot of people that haven't seen that are probably like have no idea what's going on in their minds right now and neither did anybody watching it there are everybody on the internet on twitter it went viral everybody's like what is going on here and you know you figure out it's people donating stickers and she's reacting based on the sticker which is crazy to even think it's crazy to think she's you know making so much money um, let's pull up a video if you might be judging her right now. Like, is this person even real? Like, this is so stupid. Uh, let me let me pull up a clip here of her actually just confronting those those people that might be judging her right now. I just want to pull this up here. Question for the people who doesn't like me. Why do you feel the need to hate me? I mean, like, people be like, oh, she got fake chain. She got fake gold. Like, first of all, this is not fake. It's all real. All real. Okay, Versace, Versace, yes. I'm not even flexing because anybody can get it. If you work, you can get it, and that's it. It is what it is. So when you're wasting your time like this on me, you could have put this time that you waste on me on you and do something about your life. Become the person you always wanted to be. Become rich or anything you want to be. Like, you can do it. But no, you take that time and you put it on me. You want to hate me. You want to make me look bad. Like, why? Oh, I mean, Chris, what's your thoughts about that? That this is what she wanted to be? <laughs> I know. I'm like, how, how do you want to be that? Is it, and I don't uh, know. She may have a history of like already being a creator on TikTok. I don't know. I haven't like looked into that. So, yeah, I, all right, first off, I don't hate the player. I hate the game. Or I don't hate the player. I hate the game. Like, like, to be honest, like she's, she's, I, whatever, she's hustling. I, I just think it's a, it's a sad point for humanity that things like this attract everybody and that even they make it this level of virality. Um, so like, you know, people can do what they want to do to make money. Uh, I, I did, I don't hate her like at all. Like that's stupid to hate somebody over the internet for doing something that's like weird, but I will say that it's I like, especially when you go and watch that clip I'm talking about later, it's just weird. I mean, I, there's no other way to put it like good for her. I'm glad she made $200,000. I hope she's doing great. And like, I'm not judging her. I just I'm judging humanity for getting to the point where we're rewarding stuff like this. Like it's just freaking weird. Like a hundred years from now, like, you know, culture shifts so much. Um, like already, I think like <laughs> this is so many so many perspectives has flipped in the last decade. It's unreal. 
um, much less like 50 years from now, 100 years from now. And like, I just picture somebody going back to watch this video and just be like, what were they doing? Like, what? what? You know, and like, she's, she's right. People have better things to do than just like sit there and complain about like her, but they're also feeding into it. And I, I don't know, man, it's just a weird freaking loop that humans are in because of social media. And essentially, like, I, I blame like social media for, for that. You know, like this is what social media and uh, like has resulted to is bringing virality to this, bringing virality. This is much better than what I'm about to name. The whole, um, or those, the jungle boys or something like that. The, uh, Island boys, Island boys, these guys that uh, you, were you not familiar with the Island boys? No, I know Island boys. Uh, okay. Yeah. Like virality to them, like mid talent, low talent, uh, guys who, I don't again. I don't want to trash them particularly, but island boys, yeah, like island boys. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's like people look. The internet has given us so much dopamine that like we don't even know like what like really like flares our minds anymore, like and excites us anymore. So if we see something that's just so out of the ordinary and bizarre, then it makes us want to engage with it. I, that's what I'm convinced that the island boys are like that, and this is like that. It's so bizarre to see humans doing these weird things that it triggers us and makes us want to watch more of it. That's a hot take, but that's what I stand with. We can watch it later, but I shared a video last night of a guy doing essentially the same thing. Kyle, oh God, as a parent, this like annoys me, man. He's in a onesie. He's a grown man in a onesie. I don't like a, that one. Yeah, has, I saw that one. Has a that was weird. Has a pacifier in his mouth and is sitting on like a child's toy in a bathroom and is doing the same weird crap. And people are donating yeah. to the cause. Yeah, like, that one, that one I, I wasn't a fan. I don't know. Seeing a grown man in the baby's outfit is a little weird. Uh, just being a parent and raising two kids and... And uh, I, I don't know if he has any kids, but I'm sure if they grew up and they're like, dude, dude, dad, like, what are you, what are you doing um, now? Like the other creators, I, I don't know. I have a different spin on it. I like, again, I have no idea who that lady is or whatever. You're right about the dopamine. I, I think there's something psychologically going on there. Um, she has like 40,000 people viewing in marketing. We call that pattern interrupt. And I think that's why um, that's happening is, you know, in marketing, you want to not just be an ad. Uh, you want to actually like interrupt people's psychology and be like, what the heck is that? And the best marketers in the world can actually like make that happen because it makes people stop and like yeah. pay attention to it for, for like a minute. And a minute's all you need to sell a product. And I think what she's doing is she, she, may, she may actually know. And, and so it's hard to say like what's going on there, but she could pivot into like an actual content creator Co-reader. I think all if, if that's all she does and like forever, that would be crazy. I, I don't know. I, I think I do have speculation that this could be like one of those trends that does like the hype may die off after some point. Oh, 100%. Yeah. The dopamine, like you said, like after uh, after a certain time, like it may just fall off. And I see this with trends a lot on, on, on the Internet. Like it's like, oh, my God, this trend. And then it kind of dies off. And so. Yeah. Um, now she's able to like pivot into like other things like that's going to be for me like the ultimate determination of how like well this lady is as an entrepreneur. So um, yeah, I got that's a, my I, thoughts on it. I got 4 million views on TikTok and two videos using pattern interrupt marketing. Um, basically one of them, I like smashed a cyst on my wrist 
uh, with a book, you know, so people like I knew that people were going to be like, what's going on? What is that? That's not normal. And then watch the video again, which is exactly what happened. Uh, each view had probably had like 200% retention, meaning they watched it twice. Um, and then I did another another time with a uh, propane tank. They actually have similar to this is like when it first or not when it first came out, but when a lot, I guess less people knew about it, they have propane tank vending machines. So like a Coke vending machine, how you type in your Coke and it comes uh, like out to, and you can get your Coke. They have that with a propane to where you can actually exchange a propane tank and a vending machine. It circles around and gives you a new propane tank. So I recorded that because like people that actually know what propane are, are going to be like, whoa, what is that? That thing's spinning, that machine's vending out propane tanks. And yeah, both those videos got like around 2 million views because it interrupted the patterns of like normal, what you would normally see. Yeah. The the thing that scares me for them, like as a like making that a career, is like, well, what if TikTok like like falls off? Like, it, then what other platform do you have? So, as a creator, I'm like, gosh, like they, hopefully they'll be like ex- experimenting and doing other forms of content creation. Other than that, if it dies off, the trend just dies. Like, like you said, if if people like society as a whole is like, okay, we're not into this anymore. Let's move on to the next like shiny object. So there's so many things that like I could see failing with that. But I mean, at the current, this current, as we're filming this, I guess they're getting that bread, which is crazy. Yeah. It's just a crazy, like, I think everybody is just in shock of what's going on. Well, and that's what draws more viewers to it, ironically. Again, OG TikTok user. And I was like addicted to TikTok for like a year. I still have no problems with it. But I would I would go out of a limb and say that like one of the metas on TikTok is to be too comfortable. Like, like, it's even like a normal comment on the app, like, oh, you're way too comfortable with this app. Essentially, people doing like everyday normal or weird things and recording themselves doing it and then posting it online. Um, and like, I, I kind of agree, even though it's like counter culture, that like people are just getting too comfortable, like doing like weird stuff and then posting it on the internet. Like, I, I, I don't know where to draw the line. But TikTok, I've seen a couple on there that have drawn the line. I think the videos we just showed draws the line of like, I think, I don't know. It, it, don't, yeah, don't like to play at the game, but. Yeah, and at some point, we, we with AI replacing jobs or whatever, more people might strive to be content creators. I do think that like in either college or at some level, they need to actually have to cover social media to some degree. It's like if you decide, and maybe, I don't know, maybe it's a, a city thing, maybe it's local. I don't know. I'm not the, I'm not the expert here. But I think at some level, they should teach kids like, hey, these are the dangers of social media, you know, getting too comfortable because in and like also like if you do plan on using it, you do want to make sure you portray yourself as the person you actually want to be and not what others want you to be because the algorithm can do that to a lot of content creators. So there is like a lot of danger that could be had um, in just, you know, being a content creator and like how that affects you psychologically. And so I, I think a lot of people just aren't aware of that. And they, they continue down this path. And I think Logan Paul went down that path for, you know, younger when he was early in his career with the whole video that got him into like yeah. super hot water. That's and a great, great, great example. Yeah. And he was just living for the, for the, you know, the engagement, just living to, to, for the growth, you know, and it, it's like, he, he probably like deep down knew it was bad, but since he kind of silenced that part of him, you know, he just did the video anyways. So it's like, that's kind of the, the ultimate bad side of social media. And at some point, uh, society is going to have to figure this out, um, you know, on a professor level, teacher level, parent, parental level, um, local, I don't know. I don't, I'm not the expert here on that, but, uh, at some point, 
you know, we may get to a place where they need to implement these kind of teachings uh, on the dangers of it, kind of the social aspect of it. It dehumanizes people and like it makes them do stupid things. Like I even see a lot of trends now, like granted, a lot of these are probably fake, but some are probably real or some will see this and be uh, influenced to do things similar to try to get clout. Like I saw one the other day where this like prankster would like go and with scissors and cut people's uh, headphones like while they're like like in an airport or in a restaurant like they'll be listening to music uh, on their like Apple headphones and he would cut the cord like as like a joke oh bro it's just a joke it's just a TikTok you know or whatever and like I'm just like no that's awful thing to do like and like you're getting likes you're getting clout you're getting comments like oh that's funny you know people need to take a joke and then there's this like culture around like taking a joke but like. No, it's not funny. Like you're affecting somebody's day. They could have been on a business call. They could have been on a serious call. They could be struggling financially. And maybe they paid them afterwards. Maybe not. Like I, I don't know, but it's not cool, you know? And it's like because it gets likes and affirmation, then it's cool. And this is the problem with all of social media is that affirmation doesn't make things okay. But you have these echo chambers, which are designed by algorithms, and then people feed into the algorithms and they support each other. And then they become even like more like of the bad traits of themselves than they were before that. And it's just a toxic loop that we're all stuck in. Yeah, yeah. It's like the social etiquette. It's like, don't do that, bro. Like, I've seen some really bad prank videos, like awful stuff. I'm like, man, that could get you literally clapped. Like, I mean, oh, easy, yeah. Yeah, some of these pranks, I'm like, they took it way too far. This isn't actually funny to me at all. Like, I, I'm like watching these videos. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, they got to be careful because, and some of them do. I see some of them actually get into like these fist fights and brawls because, like, they took the prank too far. So yeah, I don't know. I watched a, a video the other day of this guy like pretended to buy this homeless man a meal and then like didn't give it to him and ate it in front of him. That's crazy, man. That's sad. Like, like a prank video. I know. It's like, it's awful. It, like, I, it broke my heart, you know? And again, even if that one specifically was staged, if people see that that gets attention, they might go out and try to do the same thing. And maybe their video doesn't even get seen by us, but it happens to more people. Like, just it's awful you know what what else is sad and crazy about that <laughs> what we have other side channels that me and chris had that are actually the opposite of that so i tricked you you want to make sure you check out chris's side channel don't you have side channel disc golf and i got a marketing channel i do, I do. Well. yeah yeah i do i have disc golf news side channel um and i'm almost monetized on there let's go baby and i got Ew. a marketing channel i'm probably getting close i don't know like what the you know, I just started rebooted it. Feel free to subscribe to both of our side channels if you enjoy content. For content creators that don't try to do crazy stuff on you, we don't try to prank you. We don't try to do anything like that. We are trying to keep it OG and 100 with you. So be hey, sure oh. to to do that. If you leave it down if in the description, that. you don't have to do that, but it would we would be much appreciated if you did. Believe if you're into those topics, hey, oh. yeah. And maybe I'll have to have you on my marketing channel where we talk literally social media video. I know you've been like super diving in on that. Um, Mr. Yeah, Beast and like, uh, there's so much topics to like, just really dive into on that. So we, we might have to explore yeah. that at some point over there, but um, man, it's almost been, it has it been almost an hour, I think. Oh yeah, for sure. And also we're, I, we're, I see the DJ and dad's podcast, like website on your screen right there. So that's a little Easter egg that me and Chris have been working on for the past, you know, a couple weeks. There's still a lot to be done. We still have to like update the website, um, literally upload every single episode that we've done um, ever in history, which is a lot. It's like, man, we're on episode like 
500. No, I'm kidding. It's like episode <laughs> 30. But uh, there's still a lot to be done. Like you have to upload it, do the transcript, uh, do the thumbnail. And me and Chris both have like 18 jobs. That's <laughs> about right. Dad, we're dads. <laughs> we're, we're highly caffeinated individuals that, you know, we're dads and have lots of jobs because, you know, that's how that's how we roll. Ayo. So, yeah, support us. Like, subscribe. And I think that's all for today's podcast. That is it for the DJ Dads podcast. If you enjoyed, you know what to do. And if you didn't like it, I'm sorry. But uh, we'll see you guys in the next episode over on Chris's channel. Be sure to check that out and follow us on Twitter at Kyle Wilson. And what's your Twitter? Hey, Chris Coffee ETH. Chris Coffee ETH. And we'll see you guys in the next one. Peace.